This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Goonies Minute, everybody. Goonies Minute is the fan podcast where we carefully explore the film Goonies Minute by Minute. This is Brady. And this is Chris. And we are joined again by special guest... Jeffrey Collada, a.k.a. Falky J, a.k.a. Master Jeweler Extraordinaire, who we had on a few weeks ago from minute number 90 to go over uh, the potential value of all of the treasure on One-Eyed Willie's ship. And today we're going to be looking at the potential value of everything that Rosalita finds. Did you know that Jeff <laughs> go, go has right ahead, waited for the last two weeks outside of this studio because he was so excited That's to be right. on, on minute number 106? To he window. took his vacation. <laughs> Two weeks of vacation, just and waited because he just wanted to be right here, ready to go. That's, that's right. pretty impressive. And that's uh, the dedication that the Goonies Minute staff has. It's really an honor to to, to be on the show. I really oh, appreciate you guys having me. Thank absolutely. You. Two weeks worth of uh, waiting. What an honor. But the only way we can find out Jeff's expertise in Minute 106 is one way. If we get into the minute. Let's get into the minute. In the previous minute, Mr. Perkins showed up to the beach with the foreclosure contract. Mikey apologized to his dad for not being able to come through with the treasure that would have most certainly paid off the demolition of the goondocks. At minute 106, Mr. Walsh takes the pen and begins to read over the contract. Troy gives him a smug grin. Chunk looks down in disappointment as Data tells Mikey that he's going to miss being a goonie. Off to the side, Rosalita has opened Mikey's jacket and removed his marble bag. She unties the bag and peers in. She is shocked by what she sees inside. She looks away and then takes another peek to make sure that what she saw was real. She begins to shout, Adios Madre Maria, no firmen. Mouth tries to translate, and he is able to decipher no right, no pin, no sign. At once, everyone understands what she is trying to say. Everyone rushes over to Mr. Walsh as he's beginning to sign the contract. Mouth grabs the pen from his hand. Rosalita rushes over to the group and holds out Mrs. Walsh's hand. She empties the contents of the bag. Several sparkling emeralds, rubies, sapphire, and diamonds. Everyone stares in amazement. The goondocks are saved. And thus ends Minute 106 of The Goonies. Uh, now, I'm, do you have any other experience or thoughts on The Goonies outside of being called tr- Chunk as a kid? Um... Any thoughts on the Goonies? I mean, that was such a a great movie growing up. You know, uh, the Goonies was was awesome. I mean, it was like the uh, the sense of adventure, the camaraderie of all the kids. You know, I mean, it was it reminded me a lot of my neighborhood and uh, you know us riding our bikes around. You know, we had uh, these woods near my house that uh, we would go, you know, playing and getting all kinds of trouble and. It just reminded me of, of, of that time, you know, of the parallel of, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, and that's that's kind of a common thing that we hear whenever we have guests on. We say, uh, you know, what does the Goonies mean to you? And everybody takes it back to how it influenced their childhood and how it would just give them their own sense of adventure. They wanted to get out on, uh, like we always say, on their bikes and just go out in the woods and go discover things. And even if it was... Um, Something stupid, something that would like an old Coke bottle or something you were finding out there. Kyle, Kyle said that, you know, talking about you riding bikes, that you didn't get off training wheels to the age of 12. Is that true? Uh, no, that was uh, 29, actually. Um, so, 
you know, interesting though, you mentioned Kyle, my older brother, he and a couple, one of my other older brothers and a few of their friends were playing Goonies one time, actually. And I think they were in, maybe it was their friend's backyard and they're just digging around in the dirt and everything like that. All of a sudden they, they spot something and it looks like glass, like colored glass. And they're like, well, this is crazy. And they dig it up and it's old medicine bottles that look like, you know, were they, had they been, are they nice. filled? No, they were not filled. They were filled. Where are they? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just, I mean, there you go. That's another little sense. So, of course, everything that's coming to mind when they're doing this was Goonies this, Goonies that. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's funny. One thing that I haven't thought about, and I'm thinking about it right now, <laughs> is that uh, look through all of this craziness, through all of this adventure and finally finding a treasure and losing the treasure and and running from people trying to kill us or kill them if it wasn't for this maid it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it still doesn't matter everything they did it makes for a great story but it means absolutely nothing if that maid doesn't find that yeah that's pretty cool yeah, she hadn't just bothered to be bored enough to say, I wonder what's in, let me go snooping through something that isn't mine. So, um, <clears throat> Jeff, we start talking about the contents of Rosalita's bag or the marble bag. Start talking about some of that stuff again. Let's, that bag. let's, let's, let's remind That's us right, of yeah. uh, some of the jewels in there. So, so, what do I, we say? We had, we had an emerald with some emeralds in there, then maybe a uh, topaz, and then you said also maybe an orange topaz. It's an orange topaz. Uh, I saw something that was dark blue, like a sapphire. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some big white stones that maybe were, they were trying to represent some diamonds there. Um, you know, those jewels. And again, uh, just based off of the antiquity of those jewels, um, can add a lot of value. So. So let's 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 look at it this way. All right, we've tried throughout the movie and before. We tried to figure out okay, there's a certain amount of houses that are going to be destroyed to put up a golf course. If a city wants to do something like that, usually what they do is they really it is up to them, and there's only so much the people can do to fight something like that. Um, like they want to put a street through where your house is, they have to pay you like market value. But in this situation, let's say a hundred houses, $200,000 houses, because this is the eighties, even though it's in a nice area, let's lower that. And really, I mean, you know, at at that time, back in the eighties, um, you know, houses, I don't know. I mean, a $200,000 house, that was a really freaking nice house. Yeah. I'm just thinking because it's on this property and overlooking the Pacific. I mean, this is Pacific ocean. Okay. Well, you know, or Pacific Ocean dish area. So let's say, you know. let's say the developers, if they paid market value for these houses, a hundred houses at two hundred thousand dollars each, you're looking at twenty million dollars. Okay. So now we're we talking in nineteen eighty five terms here, or well, I mean, I, I mean, it, it, well, I mean, we're, we're we're stretching this. So um, let's say even conservative, he might have to pay fifteen million. Is there any chance that those jewels? in that could be 15 million or close to it or but then i think this is where the the story contradicts itself too is they talk about him being behind on his payments well him being catching up with his payments isn't going to stop a development like this right that's right. only going to see that's where but i think that's where breaking it down like we're breaking it maybe goes beyond where the, even the brilliant directors and writers are thinking yeah. Where brilliant people like us are thinking. 
<laughs> you know. So I don't know. I'm just thinking, is it even in the realm of stratosphere of getting something close to that? Or maybe, you know, just because that's how much the people are getting paid to be able to demolish their homes and get them out of there, that doesn't mean that that's the amount of money they would have to come up with for everybody. Right. right. So- I... I looked into, uh, actually went to the extent of looking into museum curator salaries as of March 31st, 2017. The median annual museum uh, curator salary is $55,820. What, what year was that? That was in 2017. Okay. What, what do you think, if $55,000 now, what do you think that was in 85? Oh, What's that the equivalent? Yeah, Maybe 35? Jesus. I mean, $55,000 back in 1985 was a lot of money. Um I would say, yeah. I mean, you're probably making 150 thousand now if you were making 55 back then. Yeah. So Brand is clearly making, uh, and you know, he's exaggerating whenever he says Dad's going to need his next 400 paychecks. We did that math. Yeah, we did that math. And it, but he wasn't exaggerating because I think it was going to be it, it, what his next 400 paychecks wasn't going to be. Yeah, exactly. But the 400 paycheck that was just to catch up. But it really what because he's behind it because like I said there's two issues That's going right. on right now. He's behind on his payments. That's just one house, but then they have a whole community that they want to get rid of. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're spending too much time on this. <laughs> uh, I, we're definitely doing that. We're definitely doing that. But yeah. we so Jeff, uh, were you able to sort of calculate the value of what these all these jewels might have been? Yeah, well, I just kind of factored up a couple of uh of the jewels just to kind of put things into perspective. So, I was looking at Rosalita as she was dumping these uh these stones out. And, um, and I was, you know, as I was trying to identify these jewels, um, they had quite a few of these dark green ones, which I were, you know, I would assume are emeralds or representing emeralds. And then you have some white stones that could have been diamonds, which were pretty massive. Uh, you know, some that, uh, I saw one that looked like a dark blue sapphire, one that looked like a bright blue, maybe blue topaz, and then maybe an orange topaz, which I think, uh, would probably fetch. A nice little bit of you know, you know, a few thousand dollars at least. But uh, your your major um, money is going to be in those uh, like the sapphires, emeralds, and ruby um, you know, rubies if they had any. I didn't see any dark red ones uh, or the diamonds. So mm-hmm. actually, I just looked up. Uh, this was an interesting um, thing about Kim Kardashian entering. Okay, hmm. now she had a, I think it was a total weight of 20.5 carats. Um, it was a 16.21 carat rectangular cut center stone. That ring with a major discount was $2 million. Wow. Is what they bought that ring for. Okay. So if you factor in the size of those diamonds that looked, I would say, 16 carats. Mm-hmm. Those look pretty big. Okay. The emeralds, on the other hand, um, I was looking at the size of them compared to Rosalita's finger okay. or her thumbnail, and I, I figured that my thumbnail is probably about 16 millimeters wide. Um, hers might be a little skinnier, but um, a 15 millimeter by 10 millimeter emerald mm-hmm. right now, you can buy on the internet for 41 to $45,000. So that, and the ones that she was dumping out in her hand looked a lot bigger. And yeah. then again, we go into antiquity and the antiquity of value of right. these things. Okay, so we had talked about, um, actually, they had found 
the ring off the coast of Florida in 2011 from mm-hmm. the Atocha uh, shipwreck. It was an emerald ring that was estimated to be worth $500,000. So, you know, you have you have these things to... to yeah, they're in. huge. Those emeralds are really... Yeah, yeah they were huge. All those yeah. stones were giant. Okay, so for a layman, yeah, those, what she's done on her hands are considered giant. Those are considered big. Oh, they're huge. I mean, because what, you know, you work in the jewelry store and, you know, whenever I go in there, you can see some of the rings and things like that. And they're, golly, I don't even know, like an eighth of the size of this thing, you know, maybe right. even more than that. So, so I don't, I think it's fair to say there could be a few million dollars right there. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. For okay. sure. So, totally. Based on the the information that we've seen and we've heard throughout this movie, it is completely feasible that this would be a, whatever that payoff amount is. This could do, get the job done. Oh, that's what it so. seems like. Yeah. So no, go, ahead, go ahead. Of course, we're talking about back in the eighties. So yeah, right, <laughs> you know, yeah. now these these uh, these jewels, you know, within the the last however many decade, uh, you know, are are fetching this much. But you know. Uh, these auction sites, Sotheby's and um, Christie's, you know, there are some collectors out there that would pay a pretty penny for mm-hmm. some of these. So pirate ship finds in our booty. In your expert opinion, do bottom line, do you think that what she has here would be enough to cover the the cost of? I would say so. I would say if uh, put in the right um, auction houses, these jewels could definitely, you know, for collectors save the day. Save the day. There you go. It's good to hear because one of my, you know, my alternative here was that if they don't, the day is going to be saved by Mr. Walsh simply tearing up the contract. Fortunately, Rosalita saved the day. Uh, yeah, fortunately, she had sense enough to look into the bag. I'm surprised she even said anything. What's <laughs> in the box? <laughs> I mean, would you? Rosalita uh, should have kept her mouth shut. <laughs> Skip town. I said, you know, guys, I quit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can scrub your own toilet. Yeah, right. Yeah, why don't you wait on me? Hey, Mr. Walsh, since you're looking for a, a curator job in another city now, why don't you clean my toilet and get all the cockroaches out of here? Yeah. Okay, one last thing. Have you guys ever noticed that whenever Mouth finally uh, translates what Rosalita is saying, no sign, he runs over and grabs a pin from Mr. Perkins and just writes down his jacket? I had never noticed it until really? this minute. I've always noticed it. that. But never. Like, Never. Yeah. It's like it's bad enough that you're ruining, you're screwing up this guy's plan to uh, demolish your city, you know? <laughs> you got to go right on his jacket. Anyway, uh, Jeff, do you have anything else to add? I don't believe. Um, I think, you know, the jewels, we covered the jewels. Yeah. We, yeah. Old One-Eye Willie's jewels. That's right. And that's all I have. That's all I have, too. So, Jeff, thank you so much again for coming on. And, God, again, we want to, uh, we always like to promote wherever... Whatever our special guests have going on in their endeavors. So, uh, like we uh, discussed on Minute Number 90 when you were on, you are a musician and people can find your music online. Tell us again where they can find Folky J's music. So, uh, you can actually buy it on iTunes and, um, let's see, Rhapsody, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the other ones? Spotify. Spotify. So, it's Folky J, F-O-L-K-Y-J. Also, somebody posted my albums on YouTube. So you can really just listen to him for free. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that if you want it. Or you can buy it from yeah. iTunes. Uh, Mr. David West is probably my favorite track of yours. What's another popular one? Popeyes? Uh, Popeyes. Gin and Root Beer. Which is about Popeyes fried chicken. There you go. And uh, Gin and Root Beer, which is uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely. 
Alright, well thanks so much again, Jeff, for coming on, and thank you for tuning in today, everybody. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for the final episode of Goonies Minutes. We're going to be joined by Kyle, my co-host from Ghostbusters Minute and Jurassic Park Minute, to go over the final minute of this film, and we are going to be retiring it forever. So be sure to tune in tomorrow, and until then, this is Brady. And this is Chris. And we're here to remind you that Goonies never say die. Goonies Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the show, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us at GooniesMinute.com, Facebook.com slash GooniesMinute, Twitter.com slash GooniesMinute, and at Instagram at GooniesMinute. You can contact us at GooniesMinute at gmail.com. You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at Patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pele Media and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Pele Media. Yeah.